This is Bishop Dale Bronner, and I simply want to speak today from the subject, Turn the Page. Turn the Page. Listen, let me put it to you this way. Don't let five bad minutes of your day ruin your whole day. Just keep it moving. Just turn the page. You got something that's a nightmare on one page? Turn the page. Keep reading the story. Maybe something good will happen. Just turn the page. Turn the page. Just get out of that chapter. Turn the page. You're not locked in it. You can turn the page. You have the freedom to turn the page. You got to be resolute in where you're going. When you're resolute, you have already made a decision up front what you will allow to deter you from getting to your destination. You've already made that. You've you said, no matter if I go through storms, if somebody dies on me, I'm still going all the way. I'm not going to lose my faith. I'm going to endure this. No matter what challenges that I find on the course, I am going to stay the course. I will not be dissuaded. I will not, not be deluded. I will not be deterred. I have resolutely set my mind, no matter how long it takes, I have set my mind resolutely. And so on your journey... There will be certain things on your journey. There will be certain things on your journey. There will be detours. There will be detours on your journey, things that you just didn't see coming. And you don't know that there's a detour until you're on the road. And then you see a sign that says detour. The map doesn't normally have a detour already built into it. Your GPS system normally doesn't have a detour already on that telling you to go another way. You don't realize that there's a detour until you're on the journey. These are what I would call unexpected interruption that can cost you time and money. Detours, detours, where something happened and you have to go around it. You have to circumvent some some issue, some event, some repair work that's going on. So uh, on your journey, there will be detours. Then there will be delays. No matter how well you try to plan a trip out. And you say, you know what, the, the, the GPS says that it'll take us six hours and 23 minutes to get there. But they don't know how many times your children are going to stop and ask to use the bathroom. And it doesn't have to be your children. You can get a certain age. Once my father reached a certain age, he had a way of asking a question, but he was making a statement. He was said, does anybody have to use the bathroom? He was really saying, I need to stop. I'm at that age now where my bladder sends me, you know. So that's what he was saying. He wasn't asking whether anybody needed to go. He was making a statement saying, I need to stop to use the bathroom. See, and so sometimes that can be a delay. Uh, delays are what I, I call the unanticipated events that are beyond our uh, control that generally cost us time. Traffic is one of those. I mean, you know, any time of day now on 285, any time of day on 20, 75, 85, you know, and I'm like, where are you going? Why are you not at work? Where are you, where are you headed to? Where are you coming from? Where are you going to this? Does anybody have a regular job anymore? I mean, this rush hour just seems to be all day, any time of day, 10 o'clock in the morning, one o'clock in the afternoon. I mean, just all time of day. Just is everybody driving for Uber and Lyft? I mean, what? Detours. On your journey, there will be detours. On your journey, there will be delays. On your journey, there will be distractions. Uh, the most tempting distractions of those things that you can do, but you're not called to do. And the fourth thing is disappointments. You will have disappointments. These are the frustrating things that attempt to discourage you from finishing your journey. 
just disappointments. You know, there are different things that happen on this journey called life that you didn't expect to. You get a diagnosis. Somebody that was with you dies. You get disappointed. Somebody that you were raising and then they go off track and their life gets messed up and then they're acting like they have lost their mind. And these are disappointments and these are things that are just trying to discourage you from reaching the God place of destiny where he's called you. But also not only are there detours and delays and distractions and disappointments, but there are also delights. These delights, these are, are what I call the hidden blessings that God has planted on your journey as little reminders that I am with you. Have you ever just been delighted by God? Well, you've been in a situation where, Lord, I can't take any more. I can't take any more. And then God sends a delight your way. Just a little something, just a little something, something just to bless you, just to, to remind you, I am with you. I got you. I see you. You steal my boo. I, I still care for you. And I'm walking with you on journey. You'll see you blessings. These are what I call delights. So on your journey, you'll have detours and you'll have delays and you'll have distractions and you'll have disappointments, but there are some delights and God gives enough delights just to become a, a vitamin B injection to give you a shot in the arm. Just when you thought you couldn't go another step, I'm so glad about the delights that God plants along the journey so that it doesn't make the journey just totally unbearable. It's one thing to be rejected by a person. You know, you can get a complex from one person rejecting you. I mean, that can be a, a hundred people that'll say nice things about you. And then one person will say, why do you wear your hair like that? And, and you, you have forgotten about all of the other hundred compliments. And you let one person's little critique that came from a twisted mindset of somebody who's unhappy with themselves, who have projected their negativity on you. And now you're saying, I know, why does she have to say that about my hair? And now you're in the mirror trying to look at your hair in the drugstore trying to get some special conditioner. <laughs> what do you do when the whole town tells you we don't, we don't want nothing you have to sell to us? And I know that's a double negative and it, it causes internal consternation to my, you know, grammatical lexicon on the inside. <laughs> You can say that. This this pains me. Sometimes people won't like you just because of the people group that you've come from, no matter how much good you're trying to do to help them. You don't waste your time trying to convince people who are already bent on misunderstanding you, twisting your words, and still not liking you at the end of the day. But the good news is that you never judge the potential of your destiny by your history. But go not to the people that, that just tolerate you. Go to the places that celebrate you. That's why you got to turn the page because somebody is desperately in need of what you carry. And what blesses one, another people have no appreciation of because they cannot see your value. But just because they cannot see your value does not diminish your worth. You still carry it for the people to whom you are intended to bless. And that's why if you get rejected in one situation, in one town, in one period of time, turn the page. Don't let a, a bend in the road become the end of the road for you. It's just a bend in the road. You have to turn the page. Plan for where you are going. Plan for where you're going. And, and my question to you is this. Are you sending messages ahead or messengers ahead of your journey of where you intend to go? You have to send messengers. I mean, the moment that you enroll in messengers 
ahead of you. I mean, the minute that I, I, I went to college, I said, you know what, I'm graduating in four years. I sent a message four years ahead to say, you know, I'm four years coming ready or not, here I come. I'm coming out, you'll not get another dime. I, I will not be overdue. I'm not going to waste my parents' money. I'm not going to waste my time. I'm not going to waste the scholarship money that I have. I'm coming out in four years. Guess what? I came out in four years. I, declare, I sent a message ahead when I was 18 years old. I sent a message ahead and said that I'm going to marry the minute that I get out, get out of school. The same year when I got out of school, I married. I sent a message ahead. You have to send messages of where you're going. You have to send messages to say, I'm coming through this. You have to send messages when the doctors give you a bad report to say, I'm coming out of this. I'm on my road to recovery. I'm getting up every day. I'm exercising. I'm eating right. You have to send messages ahead of where you're coming. You have to say, listen, you better get ready. You better get ready, get ready, get ready, get ready. Send messages ahead of where you're going. Letting them know, I'm coming after you. I'm coming after you, success. I'm coming after you being blessed. I'm coming after you being able to touch the world and make a difference and, and fulfill my purpose. I'm coming after you. Send the messages there that I will not be stopped. Send the message that healing is flowing to me. Send the message that God is prospering me, that angels are going before me, preparing my way and drawing favor along me. Send messages ahead of wherever you intend to go. And, and here's my, my, my question to you, that if God were to grant you all of the things that have come out of your mouth, what would your life look like? I mean, just think about that. There are all of the stuff that you said, all the kind of crazy stuff that you say. A thing declared shall be established. When you decree something, when you say something, you begin to establish something. So there's a power in your spoken word. God himself makes plans. Jeremiah 29, 11, For I know the plans that I have for you, declares the Lord. Plans uh, that I prepare for you. Plans that I have for you. God makes plans. If God makes plans, why don't you think you have to? A plan is a guide for daily execution. It is a guide for daily execution. This is a plan of something that I've, I've got to do. You can't have a dream and goals without a plan. A plan helps you to execute. It says, this is what I've got to do today because you have a plan. You have to have a plan for business to work. It's called a business plan. You're going to have a plan. What do I do? It's a daily guide for execution. You see, a plan is a reliable system for being able to make progress. It's a reliable system to be able to make progress. And what most people call plans are really just wishes. But without a plan, you're just hoping. And hope is not a strategy. Hope is not a strategy. Well, I did, I, I'm in praying about it. I hope everything will work out. Hope is not a strategy. Hope is not, I, mean, I hope I find somebody. Hope is not a strategy. Here's the deal, you must have uncommon practice if you want uncommon results. You have to have a plan. You must have uncommon practice if you want uncommon results. Because a plan helps you to commit yourself fully to everything that you want to see done in your life. And I want you to realize that a plan does not work unless you work and have clarity of purpose. A plan does not work unless you do. And you have to have clarity of purpose. Clarity. My friend Sergio Ornum from Lima, Peru said that a dream in your heart without a plan in your mind will never produce a harvest in your hand. You got to have a plan. Do you know when you're headed to certain places in life that you're not going to be welcome with other folks who are not trying to go anywhere? Because you're having plans and your face being set resolutely on a certain place begins to judge their immobility. And they hate you for no other reason than where you're going. She thinks she all that. And, and you know, then they want to drag you back to me. I know where she came from. She came from, she, she grew up right down the street from me. She, 
come out and now she done changed. She better talk with an accent now. I know where she came from. <laughs> and some people just hate you because of where you came from. Others will hate you for where you're going. You know, when I used to deliver newspapers growing up, um, inevitably that would be, uh, and I was doing it on, I, I, I started out doing it on foot. You know, you, you make progress. And then I started doing it on a bicycle. And then I started doing it on my motorcycle. And inevitably, that, that, that would be houses that I would pass by. And at this time, you know, in communities, you know, we, we didn't have laws about restraining your animal. So dogs would, would come out barking at me, you know. I just, and I knew the houses where these dogs would just, just do their sneak attack, just come up and just start whooping. But you know, I had to do this every day, so I, I was not, I, listen, you don't have time to respond to every barking dog. I was there to deliver my newspaper so I could go and collect my money. I was on assignment and then I had to go to school. This is before school. You know, my daddy came from the old school. He, he came up the rough side of the mountain and he had six sons and he wasn't about to give us anything. My daddy never gave us an allowance. An allowance? That was his money. <laughs> I'm like, Daddy, we rich. No, no, no. He's, I'm rich. But I never took the time to get off of my bicycle or my motorcycle to try to deal with a barking dog because I knew they were going to be there the next day barking. And I wasn't going to try to say, shh, shh, it's just me. You should know me by now. Shh. Don't, don't waste time having a conversation. It's that nature. It's that nature. You don't have time to reason with every barking dog. It is their nature. Some folks are just always going to have something to say. But I want you to understand this principle that whoever, whoever rejects you is not relevant to your destiny. Whoever rejects you. You know, sacrifice differentiates those who are involved with you from those who are committed to you. Sacrifice. Here's a word to the wise. I see so many people that are so concerned about trying to get somebody who can hang with them, somebody that can chill with them. Don't get somebody that you can chill with. Get somebody that you can build with. You need to get somebody that is committed to say, you know what? I, I need somebody who's going to roll up their arm. I mean, anybody, anybody can ride with you in the limo. But will they help you to be able to build the organization? Will they help you to build a family? Will they help you to get up and get children dressed and to help wash clothes and to help, you know, run a vacuum? You know, you know, I, I mean, I had a man that told me, he said, I run everything in my house. The wash machine, the dishwasher, the vacuum cleaner. And this is why you have to understand from the beginning, never confuse those who are attached to you with those who are assigned to you. Because there are some people that God has assigned to your life and those that are assigned to you will never forsake you. They won't walk off from your life and turn away and never walk with you again. There are other people that are attached to you for what you can do for them. And when you no longer serve that purpose for them, they're no longer committed to you and they weren't ever committed to begin with. To tell the truth, they were self-serving. They were never in your corner to begin with. And so sometimes trouble is one of God's great gifts to us to be able to reveal the real nature that's in a human being. To just expose folks that were never with you. They were attached and not assigned. Because those that are assigned to you, you cannot offend them to the degree that they will walk away from you and never come back. And so sometimes 
You just have to turn the page so that you can move on to the next chapter of your life.